Welcome to Three Cups Collective Season 2. We talk about community, coffee, and creativity. Join us as we review a brand new coffee from Just Coffee Co-op, get scientific about coffee brewing, and talk about obsessions. So grab a cup and create it up. Hey, so what are we drinking today? Oh, we are drinking a coffee that Dave found uh, at HEB, and it's called... It's from Just Coffee Co-op, and it is the Soul Shaker flavor, which is got vanilla, apple, and citrus tones. It's a single origin from Guatemala, and it's a medium roast, and it is 100% fair trade and certified organic. I can taste the apple in it. That's really funny. It reminds me of that coffee that we had brought to us from... Nashville, mm-hmm. the what's that place called? Monkey had a monkey. It had a monkey. Purple monkey? No, no, no. Not chunky monkey. <laughs> it just tastes like apple, like flavor. It's like an apple peel. Like if you ever just taken the like the skin of an apple and like chewed it up, you know. I really like it. <laughs> it's really good. It's got that dry appley flavor. I'm surprised. Do you like it? Yeah, I think it tastes really good. Yeah, and the packaging is really cool. The only thing I didn't like about the package was that it doesn't say whether it's like a dark roast or a medium roast. Oh, it does say it. It says medium. No, you were saying you didn't. I couldn't find a light roast. I couldn't find a light roast. They had three mediums and two darks, but they didn't have a single light roast. The Frothy Monkey in Nashville. Frothy Monkey. Yeah, I had to look it up. Uh Uh-oh, no brains over Google there. Sorry. No, I had to look it up. So Which is really saying... funny because I said it. I sat at their bar and had like three cups of coffee like back to back. So I had like oh. tried. So you would think I remember it, but I didn't. It's a little obsessive. <laughs> I wanted to try everything. Okay. Right. So I had don't one yell, of their. Don't yell at the people. I, want to have I, th- I think I've got a topic too for today. I want to ask you guys a question. Okay. So you were saying that the only thing that you were looking for on the package that you didn't find is like a brewed on date. So like a freshness yes. date. So what date the coffee was roasted. Right. So this particular brand that I was looking for that we're going to try in the future if I can find it. Um, I really liked it because it was an on, the sh- on the shelf in a store. But when I picked up the package and I started looking at it, it had a roasted on date and a best by date. Ah. So it tells you when the coffee was roasted so you know that you're getting, you know, fresh coffee. Yeah. Because if it's in a bag in the store, like, and if it's like a major brand, a major label, like, you don't know how long it's actually been there. Because sometimes stock sits right, in the back room for, you know, it could, could be months. You know, if you look that's at olive true. oil, like, when the harvest dates of olive oil, that's another thing to look for. And sometimes it's, like, years prior. It's, like, one or two years. But, like, olive oil isn't considered fresh after, like, the first six months. So it's, like, really interesting how how we consume things that are meant to be consumed fresh, but we're not doing that. Oh, yeah. So that's one thing I wanted to start doing with my coffee is making sure I, could, I see a roast date on there. Now, here's a date back here. I wonder if that's... That's a best by date because okay. it's 1019. 10, yeah. That's in the that's October. So, right. so this coffee uh, was started in 2002, the co-op, and they pay fair wages to the farmers. You can actually go and see, like... The farmers and where this they grow Guatemala? the coffee. Mm-hmm. This one is uh, from Guatemala. I say, I think Guatemala makes best coffee. Yeah, I always like something if it comes. If it comes I, out of Guatemala. I, I know really like have. Ethiopia. I think yeah. Ethiopia is my jam. Really? 
Yeah, it's so it's earthy. It's not as floral. Mm. I like the florals. Yeah. And I think Guatemala brings a lot of florals. They bring a lot of the citruses. It they feels, do bring a lot of citrus. That's it true. feels like classier, but I like, you know me, I'm all about the richness, you know? <laughs> You're an elitist. And I'm, and I'm classy. Rich and... You're a coffee snob. Would you consider yourself a coffee snob? I don't think so. I think you are. I drink McDonald's coffee. I'm not like, a coffee. Okay, yeah, there you go. You then you're not that. a coffee snob. Yeah. I mean, I do that pretty often. McCafe is actually not that Ugh. bad. Are you serious? I, well, you know what? I don't think I've ever had when it. When you think about it, like it makes sense. Because we never go to McDonald's, like, so I don't know. I'm, I'm talking about taste. Like I don't ever imagine that I'm getting actual coffee Like when I'm drinking it. <laughs> you like this drink. <laughs> I like this coffee flavored drink. So like that's the thing about McCafe. They made something that would appeal wow. to coffee drinkers. And you can like, you can taste the focus group, you know? Because it has everything you're looking for in a coffee. But it's not just, it's not like fine coffee. Like it always tastes the same. It's super consistent. On the Just Coffee co-op bag, they have um, tips on how to take care of your beans. And it says, we did justice to these beans. Now it's your turn. So their first tip is to never freeze or refrigerate your beans. And I know some people do that. We never have done that. Oh. I don't know how that became a thing. Because like it's, it's supposed to store last, in a cool, dry it's supposed place. to last longer. It's supposed uh -huh. to be fresher, longer. But that's but, just dumb. Yeah. So don't, <laughs> so why why don't we want to do that? Well, you don't want to do it with the bag because then the air inside the coffee bag gets cold, and when you bring it out, like it gets it condenses, recondenses inside the bag, and it gets your beans wet, and that could produce mold and other things. So you just don't want to keep it in the fridge at all. You don't want to. You just want to keep it in a cool, dry place like your pantry. You know. Okay. The second one is use the correct ratio of beans to water and adjust based on your preferred brewing method because if you're going to use a fine ground you're for like that mocha. Um... Well, the ratio is, uh, is largely measured in weight. <laughs> so it doesn't matter the grounds. You're not doing volume. So even though a ground, a finely ground tablespoon is more coffee than a coarse right. ground tablespoon, you're, you want to do that ratio in weight. So you want to weigh it so it's still the same, no matter how you grind it. Wait, but, wait, 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 wait. You're saying weigh the coffee servings. You're, you're weighing the coffee that you're putting in the water. So however much water you plan on using, like you're making eight cups. Yeah. It's like 1.2 liters. You know, you have that measurement and you know how much coffee in grams to add to that. <gasps> wait, do you weigh your grounds out? Yeah. Normally. You have like a kitchen scale? Do you weigh your grounds or you weigh your beans before you grind them? Either way. Either way. Either way. You're, you're trying to hit the same number. So yeah. like you can weigh whatever, whenever you weigh, it doesn't matter because as so long as you get you all of it out of the grinder. So after you grind it, make sure you have... Well, usually what I do is I set the pot on top of the, on top of the scale and I uh -huh. add my coffee until I hit the number and then I'm ready to add my water. And you've just experimented with whatever number you know is your ratio, preferred well, ratio. The SCAA, that's the American like hobbyist like coffee association. They have like recommended ratios for different brewing methods. So like for Chemet, it's 16 to 1. For V60, it's like uh, it's also 16 to 1. No, Chemex is 15 to 1. Okay. And um, yeah, V60 is 16 to 1. So that's coffee to water. So you want 
Right. Or water to coffee. Water to coffee. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Water to coffee. 15 parts water, one part coffee. Yes. So right. if you have like 700 grams of water, that's around 400 grams or, or 300 and something grams. Okay, 34 okay, okay. grams. I'm sorry. I can't do the right, math right, right. right now. Huh. That's why you have a scale. But you can Google it. You can just say water to coffee ratio, and then your brewing method, and it'll give you that number. And then you can just... So, but that's really like a starting point, right? Because if you're like, oh, I want it a little stronger, that's too strong yeah. for me. That's a starting... That, the it. number is to get you consistency every time. Like Man. consistency in extraction and flavor and in caffeine. Yeah. So that's what the number is designed for. I got my scoop fools down to the science, I think, already. So I don't... No, 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 no. See, no. the scoop fools can be deceiving. Your, your coffee, it depends on... Your coffee varies from day to day. So some days it's strong. Some days it's weak like water. Some days it's just nice and steady. Ideally, the only variant you want is in the roast and the bean origin. Right. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm aiming for when I make coffee in the morning. We're going to have to start weighing our coffee. I'm using the same (laughs) water source, the same amount of water, the same amount of beans. Yeah. Weighing and using filtered water. Yeah. Well, hang on. So then it says grind right before brewing with a burr grinder. So don't grind it all right. like at the store where they have all yeah. of it. Even though the store will have like burr grinders, right. you're not going to use all that coffee today. So like you're going to go home and use a little bit of that and the rest is going to so sit in the bag. So what happens to it? If well, you it grind degasses it. in the bag. Like you're losing all of the stuff that the beans hold on to. You're losing all of that right. in ground coffee as it just sits there. Which is a lot of times when you see ground coffees in stores, some of them will be vacuum sealed. It's because they know that about the coffee. If they don't vacuum seal it, you're going to get like stale grounds no matter what. Just because it's already ground. So what do you think about like the grinder that we have, right? So so there's been times where I've just poured the whole bag in there. Yeah. Right? Fill up the the whole hopper. Um, But then it gives you you the measurements out. So if I'm going to do 12 cups of coffee... I click it over to 12, right, and it gives me enough coffee that at least it thinks I should use for right. But it doesn't know cups. your brewing method, so it just well, it, just it does knows. because so we, I can, we tell I can it. Change. Oh, you can tell it the brewing yeah. method. Yeah. So it has the ratios built in. So I can that's tell like it a, like coarse or fine. Or yeah, that's whatever. a grinder that you're really meant to like live with because you put your coffee in, and yeah, you can just it makes it easy for you. It takes the guesswork out. So yeah, it's it's doing. A volume calculation because it can't. It's not weighing it for you inside. I think it gives a pretty good. I, I think it gives a little less than I would like. <laughs> I, I mean, that's a, that's a, a good that's a good variable though. That's going to remain consistent as long as right. you have that grinder. You're always going to have the same amount of. Because basically, like if you want it, like let's say I'm brewing six cups, we want a little stronger. Then we can do seven. Yeah, yeah, I've done. Give that. it seven cups, right. right? Or you can just leave the same amount of coffee and do less water. Right. It will be stronger. Yeah. (laughs) But we want more coffee. Okay. And then the last tip is use filtered water. Oh, yeah, baby. (laughs) (laughs) So we have discussed this in depth (laughs) about using filtered water. We had a poll on our Facebook page. And most people do use filtered water, but there are... 58%, yeah. 42%. Oh, okay, 58, 42. So yeah. that's not too many, but... Well, so let me look at that sample size. Let's yeah. see how many people 36, voted. 36, I think. 36, 36 people? Mm-hmm. Was it 36? I think so. I'm trying to look. I'm trying to find it. 36, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, so there's 36 votes. So 21 used filtered water, 15 used tap water. Yeah, so that's... I mean, it's still about mm-hmm. half and half people are using uh, tap water, us included... 
Um, although we were schooled by David on our Facebook Live. <laughs> so that one, if you guys haven't seen it, uh, the title of that one is Americanos and Apple Pie. And uh, we made Americanos here at home. And then uh, David talked about uh, using filtered water and why we need to use filtered water and what filtered water brings to your coffee. So we have decided to use filtered water for a week to experiment. When are you gonna start that week? Have you so well, we've got to go. We're, I think we're gonna go buy like a gallon or yeah, like the I think big. Yeah, we're gonna tub. buy the whole. They food. have the big thing. Yeah, the, yeah. that thing is like three gallons and it has a spout, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're gonna go buy cheap. that. It's yeah. like two dollars or something. Okay, like that. yeah. Like it's super. So I'm gonna buy it today, well. and we'll just use that specifically for our coffee because we don't trust our refrigerator filter because it's a really old refrigerator, anyways, and yeah. So um, we're gonna try it. We're gonna commit to at least to uh, until that least, water, runs, the water out. runs out <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna see if we notice a difference and then we'll go back to tap water and see yeah and really see if, see if we difference. notice i think you are gonna notice a difference for we sure. gotta use the same beans for for this week and then when once we go over so that way we can tell okay and uh yeah so we're gonna Antique start using filtered come. water <laughs> we'll let you know how that goes but yeah so this coffee is really good just coffee co-op and we tried the soul shaker. It's a good coffee uh, mm -hmm. flavor. So yeah, and I'm that just was drinking. Really it, I'm just drinking it black. I know you are too, Dave. Um, yeah, but yeah. It's a it's a good coffee, just straight. And we use the Chemex uh, brewing method. I ground it a little too fine because I wasn't paying attention to their grinder, and it's not my grinder, so I don't. It's not my grinder. <laughs> so it and we don't have a kitchen scale. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it. I think it tastes really good. Yeah. I'd drink, I'd buy I like that it, again. it's strong. <laughs> I think it's it probably again. a little stronger than it would normally be because of that. And yeah. I like it. I really like to taste my coffee. So you said you had some questions. I did have a question. I was thinking of like hearing you like drink coffee cup after coffee cup after coffee cup because you wanted to like experience them all at the Frothy Monkey. Like, have you ever done that with like a movie to where like you finish watching a movie and you're like, oh my God, I have to buy another ticket and I have to go back and see this movie. Because that's something people do. They'll watch a movie several times in theaters. Like at the movie theater? Yes. I've never done that. You've never had oh, the compulsion? No. no. So there's only been one movie ever in my whole life <laughs> that I have watched like twice. At mm -hmm. the theater. Like at the theater that I've, yeah. I've watched it and then I went back several weeks later and watched it again. Yeah. And that was Frozen. <laughs> Frozen? Yes. Yes, that's true. Because I, I think, think we would have gone back another time too. It was just so exciting. Because I think like like Frozen, even even Tangled, I felt like like Disney finally hit like something that was nostalgic mm -hmm. and something that was very very much Disney. Yeah. Like it, it reminded me. I I mean I felt I felt like a kid. Like I really did, and I. And I had that same feeling too. I probably would have watched uh, Moana another time at the movie theater too. Mm -hmm. um, but I felt like I, I mean, it took it took me back to being a kid and watching, you know, like Lion King, Little Mermaid, Aladdin, like all those movies, like all over again. But yeah, Frozen is the only movie in my lifetime that I've seen twice at the movie theater. I mean, I've done it several times. Like when Star Wars, like Phantom Menace came out, like episodes one, two, and three. I think. A few of those, a few of those I was so excited about and like, 
I went and got, I went and saw it with dad. And then like, I saw it again when Dan like went, when Danny went uh-huh. and like, that was just like fun. And like Lord of the Rings, I saw like several times, really? like maybe even three I only times. I ever saw those The ones. same thing. Like I you went with dad and Danny, like one viewing and then I went with Burke, you know? And I think, I, th- I think I went again, like just with like Noni and the boys or something. Like I, I just like really enjoyed the movies and I, like I had to see them again. And you can only see them in theaters. Like you only get the entire movie experience for such a short time. So I think it, it like really means something to me when I like want to go see it again. I have to see it in theaters again. Well, you're a media guy, so it's super important that you get to see the movie how it was meant to be seen. Right. Right. Experienced in the theater on a giant screen with the sound quality and, like, and everything. I've mentioned this before, like one showing like really doesn't do it justice, you know, because it's like just so new. Yeah. And like you're, you're just you're taking still it all in. Yeah. Comprehending everything that's happening. So you go into your second showing is completely different. People yeah, are like, Oh, true. I can't watch the same movie again. It's not like watching the same movie again. You're noticing no, all yeah. new things. You're really keyed into the experience. And the second time always feels faster. Oh yeah, that's it. Like it goes by so much faster, and you're just like swept away in the story. So okay, so you're talking about getting obsessive about things. Yeah, like have you ever? What do you find yourself doing? Okay, for a little while we were pretty obsessive about all the potato chip flavors that were coming out because now they have like all those super weird random chicken and waffles. Yes, chicken (laughs) and waffles, Korean barbecue, biscuits and gravy. Um, I think I saw a potato salad once. Potato salad. (laughs) Really? That'd be interesting. There was a um, general mozzarella sticks. Yeah, mozzarella sticks, general so chicken. Um, That's crazy. What else was there? The Canadian all-dressed ones. Those are good. I like those. Um, so every time we'd go to the store, we were just like, what's the flavor? What's the flavor? What's another flavor? And we were trying the nasty ones. The kids would eat those. Yeah. Every, you know, because some of them were like, oh, this is awful. But yeah, well, I think we went through all the flavors. Yeah. And we don't normally buy chips either. So mm-hmm. I don't know what started it. I don't know if we were going on a road trip or no something, idea. and we happened to try a chip flavor just for fun. Yeah. And then we were like, we have to try them all. <laughs> so that that started like a chip phase, and we're out of it now. I think but... it's so much easier to like get obsessive about stuff, like because binging is so normal, you know? <gasps> like we can watch like seasons of a show in a matter of weeks, <laughs> like one week maybe. Yeah. It's, like it's, 24 it's episodes a, of Frasier. So yeah, a, like everybody's watching Stranger Things right now, like right. just binging the entire season. So is being, is the word obsessive, is that kind of like a buzzword right now? Because at... Well, binging. At Phobe on Me, like the girl there used the word, oh yeah, we're... Because they were watching that uh, best food review show ever. Yeah. On, best ever. Food. Best ever, yeah. So it, they had it on the screen there. And so I started kind of talking to them about the show and she was like, Oh yeah, we're so obsessed with this right now. Like, I think that's a word. It's like a common it's word like a, now. You know, yeah. like before. Obsessed. Like I'm so obsessed with that. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I'm so obsessed with Chris Hemsworth. Oh my god. Like, <laughs> like that's a part of like the the, what do you call it? The yeah. you know, like the trendy the, lingo. The ethos. It's the ethos right now. <laughs> ethos. It's the cultural the like cultural norm, the cultural yeah, like because binging vernacular. is just such a normal part of our lives because all the media is just so accessible like right now. Like so, me and Kelsey, we're trying not to do that. You know, we've been watching *Handmaid's Tale*, which is a really good show. 
um, like really, really good. So like we, we could like just in one evening watch like all six episodes or whatever came out, but we've been like taking it really slow because it's also very an emotionally intense show. It's very suspenseful. There's a lot of anxiety. So like, it's like America has been taken over by the super religious like government. And it's like ultra religious and like they've kind of skewed like doctrine to where like women can't read. They're not allowed to read or anything like that. And uh, there's like a sub, like a sect of women that are only allowed, well, because of, because of what happened when they overthrew like the traditional American government, the super religious, like now like the entire land is like barren. So they have like a special group of women who have been proven to be like fertile in this new America. And so they're like, in order for us to survive as a country, they're the ones who are gonna have to birth like the children for the entire nation so of Gideon. So they've like structured their government around that. And it's, it's really interesting because what the show is doing kind of slowly over time is it's kind of graphic. It's very like traumatic. Yeah. yeah. Like it is not an easy show to watch at all. But what they're doing is they're showing like, even in this like bad religion, like the main character is like still like redeeming that. She's still like believing and just kind of like getting rid of like the bad doctrine, but she's still like being Christian almost like if, that's what you could call it. Like, <laughs> or it's whatever really, that is. It's whatever like, that religion. Is that redeeming quality within the story? Yeah. Right? yeah. It, it's really interesting the way they're doing it. They're not like just burn it all to the ground, even though that's what you want to do. You see these terrible things that they're doing to these women, and you're like, oh my God, like burn it all, like kill everyone. <laughs> like, Start you have over. to escape, you have to throw everything away. And like, the show is showing you how, how you don't have to do that. How you can like redeem from within and how you can like change things like it does require some burning down of certain things but it's like really fascinating like the the idea of this show so that's what we've been watching huh. but you're not binging it we're not binging it we're trying not to get obsessed you're going old school like you know like we one a week going, or what we are yeah maybe even yeah. not even think, one a week i think our culture kind of needs a little bit more of that I know that... Um, We're trying to pace ourselves. There was... What show was it that everybody was super excited about, but they only wanted to release one a week? Even that, though they at had At first, it. Stranger Things was like that. Their first Wasn't season. It? Yeah. Yes. The first That's season, right. they would only release one a week. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was cool because it was like, that's like a throwback, right? Where you only get one new thing a week, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. It's like back in the days like of Lost. Yeah. Where you gather on the television, you watch the episode before the episode that's new, you know? Yes. Like as a recap. To recap. Yeah. So the show we watched and we've been watching from the beginning was um, Marvel, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. And like, we've we've tried to take that show slow as it's come out. And I think... I think because we've done it, like these characters have become like, it's kind of weird, but it's become like almost like friends like to mm-hmm. us, you know? So when something happens in the show, like there's times where we're just like, like you're just like <laughs> wiping a tear away. I guess, you know, because, yes. I'm like, why do I love these people? These, like, it's like they mean something to, it's really mm-hmm. weird. Like, I don't know what it is, yeah. but I think when when you take a step back and you start, you know, watching it for its story and you let it go out and you play it through um whatever you're consuming whatever show it is um it begins to, it begins to mean a well it's like being in a relationship or a friendship or even like endeavor for right like we do that months with... or years even 
right? Like a long running show, like Friends, mm-hmm. right? Like people are like, oh, we grew up with them. Like they're, they're, you know, yeah. they're our friends, you know, like for real, you know? And people become obsessed with that because they, for 10 years or whatever, have lived out life Part with of them, your life, right? Yeah. But then now it's like, oh, it's just a week or a day mm-hmm. that I've, you know, and they're not attached like to the shows as much, you know? Yeah. Even though they might rewatch them, but it's almost like it doesn't feel the same because the relationship is very quick and there's not a lot of like waiting for to see what happens, you yeah. know. There's like waiting for seasons to happen, but I don't know. I just That's interesting. I like the longer the long stretch, I guess, of of the older Does that shows. make us old school? I know, I don't know. We're not, we're not like the new kids, we're not hip. Yeah. I mean, I can get, I think my obsession probably starts leaning towards like the music I hear and like hearing an album start to finish and really liking it and maybe giving it a break, but then yeah. hearing it again. Same right. Day. Yeah. Yeah. Our, our uh, minivan, like the one we had before, it um, would save the discs. It had a hard drive built Like in. it would have like, oh, yeah. and we could save like eight C- albums or CDs, whatever. And we just let it run, and we would just hear the same eight CDs like every yeah. day, you know, or however long we were in there in the car lines and waiting and stuff. And so they all know all the songs on those eight CDs, like verbatim, because every that's note, all we, every... yeah, we st- kind of stopped listening to the radio just because we were like, oh, you know, yeah, let's just listen to the to the CDs that we had in there. And now this one doesn't have that, and we're kind of sad. Because you like, have to actually find a CD and put it in. I remember, like, collecting CDs. Did you, did you collect like, CDs? Did you yeah, have the, the I, case? I did, have, the I did have the cases, you know. I and case, I, I collected still CDs. We still have it. We had the CD tower in our room. Like, yeah. <laughs> full of DC Talk and yeah. LAS and all that. Like, how, what, what are, like, some things that, like, obsessive collecting, like, what does that, like, look like? What does that look like? I'm attempting to segue. We don't have a lot of collecting. Like we don't have I, um, collections, really. We just got a record player, so we have what four? Three. Three albums now. We That's just good. got one for Sam for his birthday. I got a and, record player. Um, it's in the mail. Oh, you did? Yeah. Sweet. I was thinking about you in the 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 Coltrane album you got. <laughs> so like, Miles Davis. Miles Davis. Miles sorry. Davis. Yeah. And I was like. I miss it. I'm gonna. It sounds so good. Sounds good. It's, and I then I saw a deal on a nice Audio Technica. That's like the one that I lost, and so I got it. <laughs> so, so I have this Miles Davis album on CD. Right. And there's a huge difference in quality. It's like a texture. Yeah, yeah it is. I like it. It is. I like it. So we we kind of now are looking at albums now everywhere we go. You know the mm-hmm. little antique thrift stores and things like that um i don't think we've obsessively collected we do have one obsession what collection if you open up our cabinets we have <laughs> an insane amount of coffee cups. ah yes we do coffee cups are so useful we have so many coffee cups I should that, count them. That I, I would be willing Jump that... Jump rid of a box last Christmas. <laughs> we did. That that if anyone out there wants 
one of our coffee cups. No. I will mail it. <laughs> I will mail you, you know the coffee cost? cup. We, no, stop. we cull Edit our collection. Out. We're 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 like we we each have a shelf, and like if that's as many coffee cups as we can have, is those two shelves. Yeah, so you have to like throw one out. We take or or like some that we don't want to throw out. Like if they're Christmas, we put them on. Like we yeah. put them in a cabinet. You know. I have a Christmas and like holiday collection for the different coffee cups and mugs and things like that. We have so many. We, have we so do many. have so many, but also. Yeah. And then of course, okay, and then we and then yeah. we get suckered in by. Starbucks. Mm. So whenever you so you go somewhere, you're like, I have to have one of these. I think like 75 percent of my mugs are Starbucks mugs. Like they all look different. Really? Like I don't have any of the places mugs. Yeah. But like I have all these different Starbucks mugs because like they're just good designs. I only they we only buy designs. the places ones, of course, in when you're traveling. Like that's the thing. I had a friend who just did a road trip, and like they ended up with like 14, and they because they got one every wow. place they were at. They ended up with like 14 different ones. For me I think Kels, she said she couldn't find maybe two of them. Yeah. But, oh my gosh. That's crazy. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> For me and Kels, it's hard. Like, we, because we go to like a Kroger that has like the Starbucks in store, and we always swing by those oh, shelves full of cups yeah. to see if like, what's the latest cup design? Like, yeah. is it a cool one? Is, is it, it a cool stupid? Yeah. You know, like, and so we've gotten in trouble a couple of times where we're like, I, oh, I like that one so and that one. It's so easy to buy a mug because the, the price point is pretty low. You know you're going to yeah. use it. It's practical. You like the I way mean, it looks. I can't describe the feeling. Like, a lot of times they'll be like $12, like the mugs. Right. Yeah. But, like, I can't describe the feeling to you when you flip it over and you see that, like, six ninety five or that seven ninety five, yes. And I'm like, oh, my God, not we only do I want it, this. but I get to have it. Like, yeah. And so now I have to have it. Right. Yeah. Like that black Starbucks mug I oh, have. Yeah. I found that it was six six fifty, and I'm like, it's okay, like, this yes. is coming home with me. Today. End of story. End of story. <laughs> I think we are both. Um, that's the one thing that both of us have a hard time saying no to is a new yeah. mug, um, which yeah. is not good because we can we no. There's no one to talk you out of it. So there's this quote from the Audible book I'm listening to, "The Man on the Mountaintop," and the the holy man tells uh, this guy who is obsessed with collecting these pottery. And um, like his entire life is just built around collecting this one person's pottery. And he like finds the people. He has spent his money. He, is, you know, he doesn't even care about what he eats or what he wears. And no new clothes. He just wants this guy's pottery. He never sells it. He just has it in his home. They're in boxes. Like, he doesn't even like, have them on display. Like, just, you know, he just ha is obsessed with it. So the holy man tells him... Um, my theory about obsessive collecting is that it is repressed creativity. And when he said that, I was like, ah, that kind of, I don't know, it kind of rang true for me. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, that, that we, if we can't make something, if we're not productive in, in doing something, then we just kind of start collecting and we kind of start hoarding and we kind of start, because uh, it gives you almost... Yeah, that like, same this is thrill. new, it's different. Yes, it's... I have something new, I have something, you know, so it's either like shopping or buying or finding, mm -hmm. searching, you know, for a new stamp or a new mug or a, that great album that you love. And then, um, you know, so he's saying it's repressed creativity. And so his advice to the guy was 
try to make a pot yourself. Yeah. Like you probably won't be good. It probably won't turn out the way you think. But if you begin to, because he said you probably know a lot about these the pottery now. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, I can tell which glaze is this. I can I can tell how they did it. I yeah. you know, and so he's learned about everything, but he's never made it. And so he said, try to make one. Like try to actually put that knowledge to work, and 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 do that, and then you can be sort of like free yeah. from the need to collect. That's interesting. I definitely felt that. Like, I, I used to, like, I watched, like, all the Zatoichi movies. They're, like, Japanese. Like, they're kind of cheesy. They're very, like, 1970s. Like, I don't know. They're not poorly produced. Like, they're well-written. <laughs> it's just an interesting story. But there's, like, 19 older, yeah. movies. And they're kind of, like, B-movies. Japanese B-movies. But, like, I, like, watched all of them, like, several times over. And, like, I know I'm in the process of collecting them, you know, on my iTunes, like, buying them one by one. Because they were on Hulu a long time ago. They're part of the Criterion Collection or whatever. Oh, okay. They haven't been on the on the streaming thing that I have yet. But, um, like, that's, like, a part of my, like, love of cinema. And, like, one of the things that kind of got me thinking about... I can make videos. Like, I know so much about these films. I know so much about these, like, director's techniques and stuff that, like... How come I'm not making stuff? Ah, yeah. So, like, that's what I'm working on right now. I'm trying to create, like, my own stories. And, like, the visual storytelling part I'm doing, like, with the business. Like, I'm learning that and getting paid to learn it, essentially. <laughs> like, the editing techniques and stuff like that. And, and buying the equipment. But, yeah, I do want to, like, tell my own stories. I think that's that's a part of, like, the creative pursuit. It may start with obsession and collecting but like right. I think it should naturally lead to creating. Yeah, for sure. You were talking about collecting music as well. Collecting music, collecting cards. I think those are the only things that I've collected. You know, music and cards are Yeah, like, that's right. You were doing playing cards. Playing cards. And what I loved about the playing cards was each individual like artist's like design and the That's what it was. So it was about the, the design details. Of them. It was all about the design and I oh my gosh. So I then you loved start designing it. your own stuff. Yeah, I started thinking about like, well like why do I like it? I started like analyzing myself, like why do I like it so much? Like mm-hmm. because they're not worth anything, you know? Like I mean a few of them may be worth something. But yeah. like they're really just not worth anything and I have like this big box now of playing cards. <laughs> And it's because, like, they're unique and because they were creative, like, for that person who created them. Right. Yeah. It's not very creative for me to collect them, though. No. Like, it's not. No. <laughs> it's just I, I'm so it's wanting, like you're, you're I'm wanting a, to like be a part a piece of it. It's like you're a piece of art, right? Yeah. 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 You want to be a part of it. You want to be feel like you participated in that creative pursuit. So, like, you call you it a collection. Yeah. Yeah, you call it a collection so you can, like, own a little bit of the creativity. Yeah, there's a um, there's a, like a saying in the knitting and crafting world where it's like my buying yarn, like collect, they call it a collection. Like mm-hmm. my yarn collecting is a separate hobby from my actually knitting yeah. or crochet. You yeah. know, like this is two separate things. I have a, col- a yarn collection and then, and then I also knit on the side, you know, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, I've never been good with having a, a yarn collection because I feel like the purpose of knitting is to create something out of that so i i always if i buy it i have to use it up or else it just feels like um 
uh, unused potential yeah. or just something that's like ingredients that haven't been used yet, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm, I, every year in the summer, I go through and I pull everything that I have and then I'll put them together and I'll say, okay, I'm going to make a shot of this one. Here's these three colors. Here's this. And then I try to just like blast through it for the yeah. fall and I put them all in my shop. And then I'm, and then I'm free, right? To like have a new batch come in. So I haven't been able to collect that. No, the coffee mugs. Yeah. Because you never waste it. Like unless yeah. I break one, it never it goes away. away. <laughs> it never gets used that, up. That happened to me with the cards too. When I decided to stop seriously, like actively collecting and searching, mm -hmm. I gave away a whole lot. I gave away right. some like my cousin. I gave away some to yeah. Joseph. Like I, I was just like. It's, it's a way yeah. to still use them. And I'm totally... Some people are really like, I can never let this go. Mm -hmm. And they become like possessive yeah. about it. And they become greedy, you know? And that's what that guy, he was like, I can't sell them. And I can't let other people see like my collection. And he was just so obsessed and... and or possessed really by his That's a collection. scary feeling. Yeah, yeah. And like, so really it owns you instead yeah. of the other way around. And then when you start using it and you start realizing or you create your own or you create something with it, then you are suddenly free to let it go, right. give it away, sell it, you yeah. know, move on, find something else to use. I had a deck when, of when cards. You, when you were describing it, it reminded me of, um, what's his name? Corbin Burnson. Because he has a snow globe yeah. collection. Really? That huge. He has, but he's filled like, it's almost like a separate house. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, like, yeah. Snow With globes, shelves, full shelves in, top to bottom. That's crazy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that when they moved, they had to like pack each one in a separate oh, box Lord. and then ship it to wherever they're moving they next. To, yeah. oh and carefully, he unpacked it in the new collection house. But it's snow globes, top to bottom, all across. That's crazy. Yeah, that's right. Snow globes. What were you saying? I was thinking I felt that way with the deck of cards to where like, like it owned me a little bit. Like <laughs> there's this one deck that I'm like, I, it's like. A little bit valuable you know mm -hmm. and i'm like i had it and i like i always wanted to open it and like touch it and feel it but like i was like i can't open it you know like i can't open it like oh, i love no. this deck of cards and like i i'm like i felt like i was held hostage because i couldn't open it and even enjoy it i just had to let it sit in the box until i resold it and i'm like you know what screw this like <laughs> Like I can do whatever the want, like what I want yeah, like, with you my want cards. Yeah, I see the cards. Yeah. They're my cards. <laughs> so like I opened the tuck case just like late one night. I was way too late. I got a knife and like I opened it up like real neat and I started, oh my gosh. And they felt so nice. I was like, this is awesome. And I played solitaire, you know, and I was like messing with the cards and trying to fanny them and stuff. And I was like, it was so satisfying to yeah. just be like Freeing. free of like, I've broken the value seal. Like it's no longer this like prized object. I'm like, it's just a deck of cards again. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, because uh, we just finished watching The Hobbit, and um, it's like the ring, right? The precious. This is yeah. precious to me. I'm not going to let it go. Nobody else. And he kills that spider because he, yeah. he took it, and he's like, this is mine. You know, it, it gets like that, right? Where yeah. our obsessions, our collections become precious, yeah. and we have to let it go. I guess uh, that Marie Kondo, though, she helped a lot of people let go of things. Yeah. And, and just, okay, this is... I can let go of it. I can be free. <laughs> I still have my baseball card collection from when I was a kid. Yeah? But it's only one. But do you think about it? You don't think about it. I don't it's think like, about it, but there's yeah. sometimes I open it up and I look through it. And yeah. 
to me it just brings back nostalgia nostalgia and memories, memories and stuff yeah. yeah yeah but they're in the garage they're not no, like they're, in a special place or whatever no they're right? in a special place oh okay yeah they're they're he hid they're, them <laughs> he hid them he goes there at night they're air conditioned <laughs> they're air conditioned they're, they're not gonna be in the garage oh, okay that's hilarious so turn your obsession into creativity and see if it releases you. So how can we turn our coffee mug collection into creativity? That's well, you can I smash want. the cups and make a mosaic out of the, <laughs> the broken and shattered them. pieces. Sometimes you need to. Sometimes you need to destroy it. I burnt a deck of cards. I think probably giving away. We do usually give good. away a box <laughs> for Christmas and like a white elephant. You know, like here's our. I ended up with some that. mugs. We threw away some of those for you. Oh yeah, donate them. Uh, yeah, or you can use them for you know if you want to make candles, right? It could be little candle or succulents. Uh, succulents. Yeah. I mean, you can repurpose them to different things. Okay. Yeah. But what would make us not want to collect them in the first place? That's what I'm saying. I mean, you're not going to make your own coffee I would have mug. to learn the pottery. Oh, my gosh. So I follow a lot of potters, potters yeah. right, who make coffee mugs. And they are so awesome. Man. So maybe I do need to, like, try to make a coffee mug. And then that would become more I no value. I have no desire for that. Maybe that would become more value than something I can get at the store. And then I well, would stop what collecting is it, at the store. What is it about the coffee mug that makes you like want it so bad? Like it's not just the design in the cup. Because like, you have tons of cups and similar designs. It's probably just the new experience or visually. And it's like, because you're interacting with it every day? or like Probably. And like uh, we have one from Big Cedar Lodge. So we're always, we always get that one when we're... When we're feeling, uh, you know, like we need a vacation. <laughs> so we're like, let's remember this vacation. I don't know. We, we had to like, we cycled our coffee cups. Like we just got rid of old ones. Like yeah. even ones we liked. Like at, at Kelsey's like, we have two shelves. That's it. Like we're not going to go more than that. Yeah, and we so... did have a, a, a designated area and they have spilled over into like our, because I break our, our general it's gone to our general area you know the glass cups for like water right. ice and water i i we're constantly breaking those <laughs> so the less we have of we those have more the more cups mugs than we, do we have regular cups <laughs> in yeah our oh yeah we have like 10 glass cups like <laughs> the kids have just started using mugs now for that's funny everything yeah hmm. yeah maybe we should pare them down no we will we will We'll, we'll, we'll take them and say free mugs. But how do you prevent yourself from getting them again? Yeah, that's the thing. Because once we pare down, then we'll be like, oh, look, there's room for more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll say to ourselves, we just got rid of a bunch of these. <laughs> it's okay. I don't know. It's a vicious cycle. I don't know how to break it. Uh, maybe you guys have some tips. <laughs> how to stop buying stuff or maybe i just need therapy maybe i need counseling if you if you have the secret to how to stop buying stuff coffee mugs i'd have to know an entire world that's interested in that so <laughs> be sure to follow three cups collective on facebook to join the discussion and find links to everything we talked about today don't forget to leave a review on your listening platform to help others discover the podcast thanks for listening